G'day legends, welcome to the very, very first episode of Rube Talk. Cubic Rube, it's our podcast, and for this first episode we're going to be talking about integrated strategy, so hashtag integrated strategy, you're going to see a fair bit about that, and uh, this is coming from us at the group here at Cubic Rube, awkward, unsophisticated, unlocking value, that's our motto. So let's get on with it. Let's talk about what our goals for this session is today. Today we're going to talk about and hopefully give you an idea of what is integrated strategy. We'll go through the structure. We use Porter's strategic choice model or strategic cascade model of building block decisions and we'll cover some of that in our discussion and we'll just talk to you about the importance of some of these pieces and where the integration happens, okay? Because the integration is actually the key alignment area. And for any business to be successful, their execution and their actions on the ground have to be aligned with their strategy. So there's a couple of views here when we first start to look at it. Probably the first question to ask is, you know, what is strategy? In my working career, I was very lucky to spend and be a member of the leadership team uh, of Extrata Copper. And one of the key sessions that we had very early on in our development as we as we grew the business was um you know what is strategy and the answer that the business you know educated us on in that was that strategy was the formulation and execution of an integrated set of decisions you know in our case it was focused on creating and sustaining value superior to any competition and to generate superior financial returns given that we were part of a public company we had a lot of stakeholders and shareholders and yeah you know, for the for the benefit of our employees as well too moving on from that like you know what is this thing called integrated strategy so for us for me it's got two components it's got a business strategy and an organization strategy so your business strategy is you know where your business wants to go your aspirations where you're going to play and it defines which markets the business is going to play in but it also talks about how you're going to win in your chosen market and what that looks like. The organization strategy is integrated with the business strategy. It, it focuses around this question of how will business will win in our chosen market and it looks at how we're going to organize ourselves to successfully execute our strategy. It, it looks at if we're going to win, what are the capabilities that are needed to win, right? And then underpinning the capabilities is what are the systems that are required to enable these winning capabilities. Okay, so just a couple of key discussion points. Being a podcast, it's a bit hard to get visual, but we'll have copies of the integrated or the strategic cascade model or choice model. Let's just call it strategic choice cascade model. Come on, Marco, let's get it right. It's a model that was developed by Michael Porter or Michael Porter's um, um, group at the time. And... We've used it for quite a long time, and I have to admit that we were lucky enough with Extrata Copper where they brought this concept to us, and it was well embedded, and we were well educated in how to use it, what it meant, and you know what it took to sort of execute things. It stayed with me, and it's often been a reference point for me when I've been in other businesses, and when you find something's going wrong, you can see that there are a number of causal effects or a number of distractions from where your focus should be. And invariably, we find that those are taking over the business and you're losing focus on where you need to go. Now, you know, that's a lot about your personal mindset. That's a lot about the business's mindset and it's a lot about your focus. 
There's some really obvious, relevant quotes that Michael Porter's made around strategy, and you see some of it published by some of us in our social media. So strategy is a choice. You can't be all things to all people. So Michael Porter says strategy is a choice. Strategy actually means no, saying no, sorry, to certain kinds of things. Strategy 101, so keeping it simple, is about choices. You cannot be all things to all people. So you've got to deliberately make some decisions. You're going to make choices, trade-offs, and in some cases, you're going to actually choose deliberately to be different. That's the focus and the mindset for how you need to approach this. If you try to be all things to all people, you're going to get distracted. Okay, you're going to perform at best on an average basis in too many spaces rather than focusing on where you want to be, what your aspirations are, where you're going to play, and executing to win. Talk a little bit about winning later. You know, that'll lead into you know, a brief discussion on how you should focus there. All right, so let's move on to the actual strategic choice cascade model itself. It's made up of five what we call building block questions. Building block questions are an interesting sort of part of this model. Okay, so they sort of have to be an integrated cascade of decisions. So they can't be independent of each other. All right, so these building block, these building block questions... It's going really well, this first podcast, isn't it? And there's five of them in the strategic choice cascade model. They must also support the alignment and objective of the goals across the business and the department. They've got to have actionable planning outputs and outcomes, which the business and its departments will use as input to formulate this strategic plan. This strategic choice cascade model, we're going to call integrated strategy. So there's five questions. So if you start at the top, the first question is, what are our aspirations? This can be a range of things. This can just be your why, okay? You, you got people that do mission, vision, values. They do purpose. You could have numbers in there. You could set goals, okay? I think I just want to caution you on setting a financial goal because what you're interested then is money. You're actually got to think about the difference that the business is going to make. And sure, you need a commercially sound model behind everything. And we'll come to that when we address the question of, you know, what it takes to win in our chosen markets. Your aspirations could simply just describe what it means to win. It can include your stakeholders. It can reference your risk appetite and it can refer to your no choices. But I think you're probably better off making it a statement about where you want to be, how you're going to impact the world, what you want the business to achieve. And it has to be compelling, right? Because if something's boring as batshit, Is anybody going to seriously engage in that business strategy if you're driven by being something that nobody's aspiring to be? So test it, make sure it's compelling. That's critical. The next question in the cascade model, stepping down from what are our aspirations, is where will we play? So this is referring to where our aspirations are going to be achieved. So it's talking about where we want to compete, who we want to serve, You can talk about geography, locations, customers, different industries, what products you're going to sell, the services you're going to provide, different market segments, or you might only want to specialise in a part of the value chain. It's also a strategic choice where you do actually consider if there's a playing field or a particular space that you've been playing in, that it's going to be time to exit. could be product life cycles, or it may be a new playing field that you want to enter. You have to be clear on your where. But also, this is the time to start being clear on your no choices. So this is not where we're going to play. Whatever you list in here about where you're going to play, that's where you're going to stick to. 
don't don't dabble don't drift out of the the focus area focus on it be clear on your where make sure everybody understands and make sure that everybody else sees that the business is focusing on that there's nothing like if somebody says they're going to do something and then all of a sudden you stand there and they're not doing it you're sitting there thinking well what the hell are we here for this is a key place for us to walk the talk once you've got your strategy laid out so the next integrated strategy building block is and this is the key integration point for your integration strategy. So this is the last question in our business strategy. First being, what are our aspirations? Where will we play? The third is, how will we win in our chosen markets? So it's about how we're going to achieve our aspirations, but it's specifically about how we achieve them, where we're playing. So this this is a really interesting section because this is the one, this is the the, the choices that when you make the decisions around this question, they're going to be the linchpin for how you organize yourself and you develop your organizational strategy to win. Can include your value proposition to customers, how you're differentiating yourself or your services or your products. It can be what your competitive advantage is that's gonna be required to win or will actually allow you to win. It should include funding, profit and sales tactics. If you're in a business where you are selling a service or some commercial outcome that you're delivering, it's going to be important. You should consider things like innovation, your strengths, structures, efficiencies, and performance. And you might actually consider the legal configuration or the company configuration, so stakeholders, partners, mergers, and again, acquisitions or exits, linking back. And you can see this integrated link back to where we're going to play. It's about also being clear on what we're going to accept as our level of performance and what we're going to or what we're going to focus on as our level of performance. Again, it may not need to be the headline, but you have to be clear on your no choices from here on in. If you're going to focus on these are the four or three items that we need to make sure we are being successful at on how we win in our chosen markets, that's where you've got to focus. Don't be distracted by any well, you know, distractions for want of a better word, but the day-to-day email dramas that come through, spot fire fighting, you know, that happens way too much these days. I'm sure all of you know about that. Email, you know, sometimes you might have to learn how to manage that email because it can be so distracting when it just comes in. Um, Particularly more difficult or more challenging, I find, for when you're working as a global employee, there's a lot of stuff that can happen while you're sleeping and you spend your morning catching up. So that concludes the three key building block questions around your business strategy. So that's your, what are our aspirations? Where are we going to play? And how we win in our chosen markets? Now, on this point of how will we win, I'm just going to digress a little bit and refer to a thing called the hedgehog concept, which can be found in Jim Collins' book, Good to Great. And he does an endless amount of YouTubes about it. And it's quite a simple concept. For me, it's something that really resonates about understanding how we win. Some of the notes I've got on that, you know, people have said that, you know, it's it's a bit of a silly name, the hedgehog concept, but the focus is, is they really only have one trick and they just focused on getting where they need to go. And if they're under attack, they can curl up in a ball and protect themselves. But they've got this one trick and they do it all. They do it well, sorry. And, you know, these hedgehog, the hedgehog concept is that they reduce all the challenges and all the distractions to a simple organizing idea or concept. And anything that does not relate to that idea, concept, or guiding principle holds no relevance. 
So it's about focusing. It's about not being distracted. And this takes a hell of a mindset. In this world today, there are just so many distractions. And some of them, quite honestly, are just bullshit, right? They're opinions, theories, fake news. I never thought I'd say that, but they can be distractions that mislead people. In Jim Collins' research, and that's a lot of what Jim Collins and his team do, they do a lot of research um, and they study what good performance is. They also study some of the pitfalls, but we'll talk about that in another podcast. Great companies are the best in their industry or they pick a different industry. They don't ask themselves the question of, you know, what do we do? That's not it. They ask themselves, what can we do better than anybody else? Or if we can't be the best at it, maybe we shouldn't be doing it at all. So that's the no choice stuff. And that's a serious question. It isn't really a question of what you want to be best at. Instead, it's more of an honest appraisal of what you can be best at. And that often makes it about passion. And that's why your aspiration needs to be compelling. You've got to want to do it. This is what we're going to do. This is where we're going to do it. And this is what it means when we're winning, right? This is how we're going to win. It's very hard to motivate people around you to be passionate. Okay, some people have a natural gift for it, but for most of us, it's difficult. But what you can do is find the things that people are passionate about and drive those things forward. It's really important that when you're doing that, you're clear and you understand and you decide what you're not going to do. So if we pack this into this hedgehog concept and it's going to focus, and there's a bit more science to picking your hedgehog, if it doesn't fit within the decided hedgehog, don't do it, period. People just got to get on board and you've got to agree with it, right? It is fundamentally important once we do this that we have our hedgehog and we identify the at least one or the one key economic denominator, for want of a better word, that will drive our profit or drive our financial performance and make sure that we establish and measure a number of KPIs around that economic driver to measure the financial performance of it. This is a really, this hedgehog concept is a really powerful space to look at how we win in a very simple and high level, but very powerful. So once we understand our hedgehog or how we're going to win, and I've got to give a big shout out to Big Johnny Evans, <laughs> who was a, a mate of mine who I've worked with at a couple of different operations for Extrada Copper. He used to say, it's not a competition, but we're going to win. And it seriously used to confuse me, guys, like, you know, my rude would really come out and I wouldn't understand it. So, you know, from there, I think now I have a clearer picture. Once you, with this strategic choice model came along, we're really struggling that. I think we're just going to call it the integrated strategy model. I'd take your feedback on that, please. Please put in the comments whether we just shorten it to that instead of me having to torture you guys and roll it out. So now we come to the organisational strategy. Now, the integration between the organisational strategy questions and the business strategy questions, is this how we win in our chosen markets? And it has to be, because this is your key part of organisational alignment. If you believe this is what we've got to do to win in the chosen markets and achieve what our aspirations are, where we're playing, and then you go and bring in a bunch of capabilities into the business and then underpin that with a bunch of systems that aren't aligned with doing it, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. You're wasting your resources. Our ability 
to translate strategy into action is a key focus area. It's, it's one of the key things that a business has to get right. Strategy execution is critical. Now, we're going to have a little bit of a value series later, but one of the, one of the execution, one of the reasons why it's critical is when you have these barriers to execution of your strategy, and it can be how, you know, are you actually organizing yourself and focusing on and aligning the business with where it wants to be going? When you have these barriers that interfere with that, it means that you're leaving value on the table. You're pissing money up the wall. That's probably too hard a language for this podcast, but I'll take your feedback for future references as well. Please just throw something in the comments. But it's, it's, it's leaving value on the table. You know, one of the big things in history when you look at Extrata was how successfully it grew over a period of time. Um, and there was a number of gentlemen at the Extrata level that were, I think they probably redefined what it meant to do deals in some of the markets. Mick Davis, who was our CEO for a long time, through an immense amount of growth, had a saying where he sort of talked about, you know, think big, okay, but look small. And it was about not leaving any value on the table when you look small. When it comes to strategy execution, the more barriers you've got, the higher your percentage of lost value is going to get left on the table. It's critical, people, critical. Considering that, once we know how we're going to win in our chosen market. So how are we going to achieve our aspirations where we're playing? We need to understand and ask ourselves the question, what capabilities must be in place to win? So this is our capabilities required to win in our chosen markets where we play and to achieve our aspirations. So you can see that in this integrated strategy, I keep linking it back to those clear points. And you know what? It's a simple thing to do but it's actually really simple and powerful in terms of focusing us on the business and driving our mindset. So these capabilities, they're the core capabilities required and the activities to be reinforced that we need to have to be able to win. It can be related to business structure. It can be related to funding structure. But a large part of this is going to be our delegated authorities the talent that we attract and how we develop them, the resources and skills required. It's it's about accountability. We're going to want people and business structure that helps drive our accountability to focus on doing what's required to win. There's a good part in here around culture where it's the right people in the right roles doing the right work. Accountability is key when it comes to the capability. And if you get the wrong capabilities in your business, that's another execution barrier. As we've said before, we're going to end up leaving value on the table. So once we understand the capabilities that must be in place to win, we have to think about what management systems are required to deliver you those capabilities to require to win. Okay, so it's the systems that will deliver you the capabilities required to win in our chosen markets where we play to achieve our aspirations. You should always keep linking this back. And this is a good way to test whether the system that you're thinking about or even the changes that your system, you're thinking about making to your system are the right ones to make. Okay, there's a lot of good people out there who get a little bit misguided about change for change's sake. It really consumes a lot of time and that's probably time that should be spent focusing on what it takes, on how we organise ourselves to play and win and if those changes don't do that, 
don't do them. Simple as that. You've got to be strong about that. So in these management systems, it could be key people policies, right? Safety, recruitment, development, leadership development, teamwork. It could be the key remuneration and retention. Then there should be key measurements. So, you know, defining our success. What's our reporting and planning? What's our performance reporting? What's our pricing? It might be key technologies and data and interfaces. But again, there's a, there's a really great part of the Jim Collins Good to Great that looks at IT or this technology stuff, depending on which business you're in, should be used to be an, as an accelerator of momentum for your business. You know, it's a cliche, but there's too often too many people go to a presentation and they think a system's going to be good and they're going to invest all this money in this system. But you've really got to focus on what that system does and how it supports your choices. Does it deliver the capabilities? Does it help us to win? Is it going to help us focus on where we're playing? Is the outcome in the long term going to deliver our aspirations to us? So this is the key part. This is the fifth question on the bottom of the of the integrated strategy model. And it's about where we, this is a key part where we start organizing to play and win. I think the capabilities one is actually very, very critical in terms of getting the right people. And um, again, I'm sorry, I don't want to harp on the, the good to great with Jim Collins, but there is quite a, uh, a groundswell in there that looks at getting the right people first. So, you know, that's your organisational strategy component. So this business and this organisational strategy to be successful must integrate around that question of how will we win in our chosen markets. Okay, this is where I want to wrap it up. Thank you for your time today. I probably waffled way too long. I'll try and keep these a little bit shorter in the future. So just summing up, we just went through what the integrated strategy model was. It's based on Porter's strategic choice cascade model, which is a series of key building block questions. We talked about the integrated part and I've given you a bit of an in, insight into you know, my views on, on the critical importance of alignment and making sure that we're focused and your integrated strategy is working. So I thank you for your time today. I look forward to catching up with you again and hopefully looking forward to making some of these podcast interviews with different people and different topics. And if there's a particular topic that you would like us to try and cover in this, please throw it in the chat or the comments and we will do our very, very best to get back to you. So signing off for today on Rube Talk, episode number one. And as we say, work hard, play harder, be safe. Life is for living. Go get it.